Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Congratulations, Michigan Wolverines. You are the college football champions for this season. Welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Uh, we don't see this the same. I, I do think that because the sign-stealing scandal happened this season, it is a part of this year's story. And that means asterisks are coming along with this championship. Perloff, you love this for Michigan. Well, I, I don't give it an asterisk because I would give the Houston Astros an asterisk because they were cheating in the playoffs. Michigan did not need to do the sign ceiling, which they did. I'll admit it's part of the story. Right. But they didn't need it to beat Ohio State, Alabama, and Washington. They just sort of outmuscled them on the football field. Alabama was very close. I understand that. But I think they won fair and square in these games. So that's what I'm going to remember about this team is that they were the best team in college football. They deserve to win. They obviously didn't need the signs to be a great team. I think looking back, they probably wish they didn't let Connor Stallions loose and <laughs> contain that guy a little bit. But I, I think they proved that they're <laughs> a legitimate national title. And I'm not going to, when I look back at this team, I'm not going to say, oh, they won the title because they were sign ceiling. I'm going to look back and say they won the title because they were the best team. Listen, to the victor goes the spoils today, and that is Michigan. And they were excellent. It started with the defense. They set a tone. The defense for Michigan and the run game for and Michigan the run game, yeah. set the tone early in this game. Washington was constantly playing catch up in this game. And even when Washington seemed to wrestle back some of the momentum right before the end of the first half with a touchdown of their own, they begin the second half with an interception. They really couldn't get back into it outside of one explosive play middle of the fourth quarter. Um, and that was the only play over 20 yards yeah, from I this mean, vaunted Washington offense. They had one other play that was called back for holding. But the, the key play in the whole game was Michael Penix missing a wide open Roma Dunze on fourth down. Yep. Penix, that was in the first half. Penix probably, I will admit, I'm a Penix backer. It's, I'm a huge fan. I think we all, I know you are too. Yep. But maybe a little bit nervous last night. Though Michigan had such an advantage because there was no run game. Like, how hard is it to stop? You know what Michael Penix wants to do. He wants to throw deep balls down the sideline. If you have no, if you have two DBs on, was there ever a wide open? I mean, was there ever a guy on the sideline who wasn't double teamed? There was so many DBs. That it was to me, it was not Penix's fault at all. The way the game played out played perfectly into Michigan's defense because Washington could not run the ball at all, so Michigan was not scared. Yeah, their running back Dylan got injured in uh, the Rose Bowl in the semifinal, yeah, then and then lasted two got plays. In, got injured again last night, and I they think. still put him out there for no. I don't understand. Don't they have a backup? Uh, not 
really, he got 11 carries, Dylan Johnson, and no one else had more than the next highest rusher was Michael Penix, actually, with three carries. So, no, <laughs> they didn't really have a yeah. backup. Uh, you and I are going to disagree a little bit about Penix in terms of was any of this his fault? Like, I know that he got hurt, and he's been hurt his whole NFL career and just making it this far, yeah. or, uh, excuse me, college career, and making it this far as an accomplishment, but he could not handle the Michigan pressure last night. And you could say, Maggie, maybe no quarterback could have been able to, but... Yeah, what what pressure? What quarterback is great when he's about to get tackled? Well, I guess guys who can move around a little bit more, maybe this speaks to the injury, but Michael Penix is not a running quarterback. This is not Lamar Jackson back there, guys. I mean, and he moves he's around... Pretty, the, yeah, no, I know. He can they, run a little bit, But though. they don't do that with him. Like, he's not a design run guy, nor should he be, because of all the injuries he's had. I mean, he's had a shoulder injury, knee injury in the past. Still, that being said, how many times was he sacked last night? Well, not sacked, but still, I, yeah. I'll say this about Michigan. They didn't, I believe it was only one sack. Right, but, because he gets rid of the ball really fast. Okay, but this is where I have to credit the Michigan defense. Like, even though they weren't getting him to the ground, yeah. they were making him so uncomfortable that when he was getting rid of the ball, it was going God knows where. I mean, this mm. was not the accurate Michael Penix. You're 27 for 51. This is not the accurate Michael Penix that we're used to seeing. He's used. To, he's usually completing like 70% of his passes. Oh, absolutely. But that's because of the way the game played out. I saw a lot of plays where he would drop back and Michigan was on top of him, and he would fling it 30 yards down the field, and it would hit the receiver with one hand, just a little bit off. I saw a lot of that, and the receiver had no room. They were getting, they were never open. I mean, unless a couple blown blown coverages on Roma Dunze, which is crazy, because that's a guy you got to watch. But honestly, I I think Panics had no chance there, because Michigan just out-bustled them, and they couldn't run the ball to keep Michigan Right. Uh, keep them honest. I think for every ball off the fingertips or whatever, there was also two more footballs that went totally haywire. I mean, ducks, things getting tipped at the line of scrimmage. Uh, I mean, so yeah, many- he was injured by the end of the game too, and well, it also like he it was desperate. He well, had they to, had to throw a lot to yeah. try to get back into the game. But I did get you that see him even grabbing his rib? Half. If if he falls in the draft, I don't think it'll be per- performance. I think it'll be health concerns. Multiple knee injuries. The guy's going to turn 24 this offseason. I totally get that. But think about Justin Fields. Remember Justin Fields had that great semifinal game uh, where he broke a rib, I believe. Then he came out in the title game. Of course he did nothing. And he went 11 in the draft. I don't think one bad game. I I hope NFL teams are savvy enough not to look at one game and look at the whole body of work. I understand this was a big game and it shows something. But I I think there's a lot of teams. You look at, say he falls out of the top eight. There's a lot of teams in the second half of the draft are going to be like, ooh, we, we want to bring in a guy like that. I say there's no way he gets out of the first round. Uh, I mean, oh, I don't know. I, I I hate to be a prisoner of the moment because I've loved Michael Penix, and I don't want that to change, and I loved what he did, obviously, against Texas in the, in the semifinal, but I think he hurt himself last night with that performance. And I know Oregon is a great team, and he performed really well against Oregon twice, so, like, that should count, and how we played against Texas definitely should count. They all count, but I I feel like it, I think this probably showed. Hey, when you're dealing with an NFL, basically NFL guys rushing you, and that yeah. offensive line is not nothing for Washington. I mean, they were getting pushed back like crazy. 
Yeah, what I do don't you think, do with a face of pressure? I think there's no quarterback who's good with people at his feet. Even Tom Brady at his best, when he had a guy at his foot, like he, he can't step into throws. He was in a tough spot. I am actually amazed that he's able to. There were throws where Michael Penix wasn't even able to move his feet at all, and he just used his arm to throw 40 yards down down the field. He's got incredible arm talent. Look at these teams, Maggie. Okay, you're saying this. Like Minnesota sits at number 11. Uh Denver sits at 12, Las Vegas at 13, New Orleans at 14. There's so many teams in the middle part of the draft who could look at him. Then again, you know, if he then if you get into the playoff teams, they all have quarterbacks. Yeah. So it could fall there. But I do think there are a lot of teams who are like, ooh, I, I wouldn't mind that guy. I'm tempted to make this the next show bet. Okay, first round or not for Penix? Yeah. I, I This is my worry. My worry is that someone trades in at like 31. I would also, I mean, my worry is the knees. If they look at the, you know, uh, talent-wise, there's no worry. I, I, I want to make this show bet with you. And man, it's going to be, that's painful because I like Penix. I don't want him to fall in the draft. I want him to have a great pro career, all of that. But I, I don't know. Let's hear from Michael Penix. He said he gave it all for his team. I'm just happy that I was able to finish with the guys. You know, I, I knew that. I ain't want nothing to take me out of that game, you know, because, you know, I've been through it too much, you know, and I knew that no matter what, I was going to make sure that I finished for the guys and, you know, just giving my all, you know, but um, I'm not not healthy, but, I mean, I'll be there. I'm good. You know, it's nothing major. I know that for sure. Yeah, I mean, the guy, just to get through the season, you feel for him because of all he's been through, but just to get through the season feels like, it was an accomplishment and yeah. just to get through that game, just to finish the game was an accomplishment. Yeah. I, I just think we're in 2024, right? Yeah. I, I think. think you're able to keep brittle quarterbacks alive a lot longer to a tongue of just led the NFL in passing yards. After last year, we thought his entire career was done. You I said, think, ironically, he's the only healthy person yeah. on the Michigan, on the uh, Miami <laughs> right, Dolphins now. Yeah. Everyone uh, else is injured. Another, as healthy as a horse. Yeah. And he's a lefty quarterback. So that's maybe my connection. I just think teams are going to be like, yes, the injury history is terrible, but in this day and age, you, nobody can hit the quarterback and there's great techniques to keep guys healthy. There's a lot of medical stuff they can do. So I, I hope that the NFL says, you know what? Yes, he had a terrible injury history, but I think he can overcome that. Yeah, but at the same time, you draft a quarterback in the first round. We're talking about Michael Penix, who was on the losing side of the national championship last night. Congratulations to Michigan, but you know his stock probably couldn't have been higher coming off of yeah. the Sugar Bowl and the college football semifinal. And now the stock could be lower because last night the performance was just not good. But um, okay, eyeball, you're telling me that you you saw North Carolina play this year that. Drake May is better than Michael Penix. That just feels odd. No, but we're talking about, no, I think Drake May, a lot of it is two years ago, Tate. Not this year. I think yeah, it's but the year regardless, before. Like and you... I also think that people look at North Carolina, and now we're talking about Tar Heels football, but they look at North Carolina, who every year falters down the stretch because they they just fired their defensive coordinator, which was Gene Chizik. I mean, their defense doesn't keep them in games. Well, also North Carolina, though, does not have a great draft history as well. Right. Okay. So that that could be that although Josh Downs is pretty sweet for the Colts. My point is there's gonna be a lot of pro arguments for Penix. Jaden Daniels is weighs about as much as you do. So he's got a lot of health concerns. I mean that you saw Alabama knock him out. Everybody's got downside. I think big picture Penix is certainly still a first rounder to me. I think this is a great show bet because I think I mean I gotta be honest I think it could go either way. Well I, this is the thing you take a guy in the first round, what are you signaling? 
You know, whether it's in the 20s, like a Kenny Pickett, or whether it's a top 10, like you are signaling with a quarterback in the first round, this is our guy. And whether he plays right away or you have an incumbent, like the idea is your first round pick is going to play. So rather than using that on an offensive lineman or a pass rusher or defensive back or whatever, which, you know, all these team builders, like the premium positions in the first round, you're telling everyone, we're going to play Michael Penix. Look at a team who will be in the second half of the draft, like Tampa Bay. They don't have to pay, play him immediately. They'll have right. Baker Mayfield as a bridge. Don't you think that'll be tempting? Baker Mayfield just scored nine points in a decisive <laughs> week 18 game. Rib. I mean, Baker's got injuries. Michael Penix has injuries. That's they what I'm saying. Like, I, I think that there are teams that have a potential bridge quarterback that could be like, okay, we could take our time with Penix. Then again, he's older. He's clearly ready to step in. If I'm the Raiders or if I'm uh, Minnesota, because I'll probably bring our cousins. Or even New Orleans with Derek Carr. One more year of Derek Carr, have Penix behind him. There's a lot of teams in the middle of the first round who I think could benefit. Then again, you could be right. Uh, you saw the Kenny Pickett year. Everyone's like, well, we're not going to take a guy in the first round. Let's just wait till the second round. Still, I mean, that guy, it's so beautiful, Maggie. Even last night, his misses, they're, they're just these gorgeous left-handed spirals. <laughs> and they go the so far. I mean, he's just got so much velocity on his passes. It, he's gorgeous to watch. Yeah, I. it is pretty, but again, it was not accurate last night. And if you're going to have a guy who has an injury history and the whole thing about Penix is his accuracy, that was the whole thing. This is what this is all predicated on. Dude, yes. I think it's his bombing. The guy throws the ball downfield so much more than it. I mean, J.J. McCarthy's probably going to be a pretty good draft pick. He doesn't throw half those long passes. We could talk about McCarthy, too. I mean, last night, only 18 pass attempts. He was 10 for 18. That's obviously not where the bread and butter is for Michigan when you've got Donovan Edwards and you've got Blake Corum, both with two touchdowns each in this game, right? Two touchdowns each? Uh, Yeah, but Here's the thing. J.J. McCarthy, to me, does not look like a pro quarterback either. No, now, the, but... Here's the thing about Penix and guys with big arms. We see guys with big arms. Kyle Bowler had a big arm. Yeah, he it went in the first round. But it doesn't mean you're going to be any good. And No, it, it it doesn't. But, I mean, Kyle Bowler's college career has nothing in common with Michael Penix's college I get it. I'm just career. saying he's a notorious big arm guy that never... He's the one I think of when you talk about a big arm guy who never panned out. Yeah, I actually, I don't even know if Penix has got, like, the strongest arm, but he just throws downfield so much. We've yeah. seen him, and it's something about it coming out of his left hand with that spiral. It's just gorgeous. Uh, McCarthy, Sorry, by McCarthy, the, yes. McCarthy's the opposite of Penix. He never throws that downfield pass, no. but he he is so fast when he runs. Last night he showed it. I mean, he's a very athletic quarterback, so that teams are going to look at that. And sometimes he'll make throws or wow throws too. So he might be interesting in the NFL, even though he didn't do anything. My point being that you can't judge too much on the result of last night's game. I, I think NFL teams don't care that uh, they was 10 for 18 or whatever. I think they're going to look at him as a prospect uh, and ignore last night's game. Interesting. I, when I look, see McCarthy out there, and I'm curious if you guys, like he's listed at 6'3", 200 pounds. He doesn't look big to me out there. No, he's, he's small. Right. But he's fast. Okay. But you got to be like Kyler Murray fast to make that work. And Kyler Murray might be one of the fastest quarterbacks like we've ever seen. Yeah, but McCarthy also does has shown an arm. I mean, he's got a powerful arm as well. He's got all he's got the tools, quote unquote. And you know, you know how the NFL is. They're gonna they don't care about what happened in college. You think he's a first round pick? I do, actually I do not. I mean, he's been in mock drafts as a top five pick most of the year. But I think there's a chance he comes back because if I'm him, if I'm JJ McCarthy. 
Uh, yeah, Kuiper's had him, I think, two or three until lately. He's just recently That's dropped funny. him. When I watch him, it's like this guy screams, yeah. great college quarterback. He came into the season. Well, he's a way better pro prospect than a college prospect. He came into the season as the guy. Like, I think it was, everyone came in and said, Caleb Williams won, and then Drake made two, then J.J. McCarthy. And even so, he's he's built more like an NFL quarterback than a college quarterback. Michigan doesn't want to throw the ball. Imagine if you gave him 40 passes a game, what would happen? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But he should come back, which leads us to the second question. If J.J. McCarthy returns, who does well, he bring with him? Hold that thought. Who does he bring with him? Who's eight, his coach? 855-212-4CBS, the future of Jim Harbaugh, also very much on the table. We will dive into that. Your phone calls eight five five two one two four 855-212-4CBS. I think we need the poll question, too, about the asterisks for the Michigan title with the sign-stealing scandal. Asterisks, no asterisks. At Maggie and Pearl on Twitter, you can go vote. The future of Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. We dive in next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Defensive Player of the Week. So Ryan is sitting in for EJ today, and he picked the Defensive Player of the Week I think you have to go from last night, right? I mean, because Michigan's defense put on a dominant show, although maybe we would accuse you of recency bias. <laughs> and you don't want to get accused and it's of kind that of hard, here. It's kind of hard to pick one guy on that defense. Could you just go like Michigan D-line? Yeah, that's kind of weak. That's kind of like giving the Giants D-line the MVP in 2007 Super Bowl. Then No one ever does that. I'm trying to think of NFL – if I, I was going to say, what is the most impressive defensive performance? The Bucks beat the Panthers 9-0. <laughs> <laughs> it's not impressive to shut out the Panthers. And when in doubt, you just go Micah Parsons or Miles Garrett. So I but they go, didn't play. Uh, oh, no, Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons did, but Miles Garrett didn't. Oh, uh, okay. That's going to hurt my argument. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, T.J. Watt became the sack leader, but then left the game with a knee injury. So that feels yeah, like kind a of snow a snow game. I don't think he gets credit for that. Who um, was there a big defensive performance? I mean, the Tennessee Titans stopping the Jags on the goal line was particularly big for yours truly yeah. as a Bills fan because that basically sealed Buffalo getting in the playoffs. But I don't think Ryan's thinking about that. Uh, is there a Buffalo player who had a particularly notable game against Miami? Holy yeah, I mean, Miami. T- Taylor Rapp with a game ceiling interception. But I don't think Ryan's going that way. Ryan, no. are you a Jets fan? Yes. Is this going to be something about be- beating Belichick? 100% no. Okay. <laughs> You've been beating them in. Since 2015. Well, I thought that was why, maybe. No. Breaking the streak, the the fut- streak of futility. Okay, I think we've we've hedged and hot. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to go Micah Parsons. <sighs> I'm going to go. Did Bland have an interception? A, a meaningless. He stat padded again too. But, uh, but you could go that way. Uh, I'm going to say. I'm going to say uh, T.J. Watt. Nope. It wasn't college football either. So it was Antoine Winfield Jr. from the Buccaneers. Oh, he had a big game. Yeah, five tackles, four solo tackles. He had a sack. And he had a forced fumble on DJ Chark leading to a touchback that saved a touchdown. Yeah, I saw yeah. Baker Mayfield was talking about him after the game. We kind of forget about that guy. He'll probably destroy the Eagles. He's like probably going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but he's but he's kind of like a low-key. He, did, he, make a pro. did not make it. No. Oh, he was one of the snubs. Yeah, he's like a low-key, very good career. Um, and he's going to feast on the crappy Eagles offense this weekend. Anyway. Yeah, Peter King said it was laughable that the Eagles were uh, – Favored against the Bucks. 
Do I get part? <laughs> yeah, like, I agree. Peter. I totally agree with that. Do I get partial credit for saying started out with the Bucks Panthers? We picked ten people before we got. But to I, that was the first one <laughs> I said. You went college football, the D line. You went the entire Michigan roster. But I did note the nine nothing <laughs> shutout. But then again, that's pretty weak of you to pick somebody against the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I think the five of quarters. us could shut down that team. <laughs> Andrew, it saved a touchdown. Andrew Bogus is here with headlines and saved my bet. Uh, so I appreciate that. Bogus is here. Guys, they never had the lead in Houston last night. They lost by 21, but Washington head coach Kalen DeBoer thinks his Huskies had the national title within reach. I know what the score looks like, but I feel like that fine line was right there again tonight, and we weren't that far off. Um, There's not a doubt in my mind that we have a good enough football team to go out there and win a national championship. Two long Donovan Edwards touchdown runs had Michigan up 17-3 in the first half. Two Blake Corum touchdown runs with a pick in between broke open a close game in the fourth for a 34-13 Wolverine win. Edwards and Corum each had 100-yard games, 303 rush yards total for Michigan in its first national title since 1997. Meanwhile, Michael Penix and Washington only scored under 20 points once before this season. On the offensive side of the ball, we... We just missed a lot of opportunities, you know, uh, opportunities, you know, where we needed to ex- execute the most to, you know, help our team, you know, put our team in a better position to, to come out with this win. You know? Penix completed just over 50% of his passes, was picked off twice, under pressure all night long, beat up by the end. Michigan QB J.J. McCarthy completed just 10 passes, but he's now 27-1. and one. As a starter. Now, you might remember that Florida State was not part of this Final Four. Uh, <laughs> CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock admitting yesterday that he, committee members, and staffers received threats from angry Knowles fans serious enough that they contacted the FBI. The unspecified threats went to homes and to offices. Hancock said they did take some precautions to make sure everybody was safe. The Washington Commanders already interviewing front office candidates today. Bob Myers and Rick Spielman's head coach wish list apparently includes Lions OC Ben Johnson, Ravens DC Mike McDonald, and Rams DC Raheem Morris. Meanwhile, the Panthers wish list is so long, if you're not on it, you should be insulted. (laughs) Well... Uh, what I said is maybe all those people combined can help the Panthers. I don't know if just one of those people is going to be able to help. It's like a Dead Sea scroll of lists. Is that where EJ is? Is he in yeah, yeah. that job today? I think so. Yeah. My thought was, oh, my God, who's going to have to sit through all those interviews? Can you imagine anything more boring than talking to 14 different coordinators? Well, also, you're, you know, anyone who's been through this process where you're on the side of the hiring, you end up asking the same questions. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, oh, can I steal anything from this idea who I'm de- uh, from this guy I'm definitely not going to hire? <laughs> Maybe that's what they're doing. But it's, it's not going to push. Yeah, it's not going to work. I do. But isn't there already? I feel like every team's uh, putting out the same invites to every yeah. person. It just Washington like, has like 50 people that are it's coming crazy. to the building. And it feels like um, like Bob Myers is learning football right now. He's just like interviewing everyone to introduce himself to the NFL to figure out who we should be talking to to get all these jobs. Can I just say this Bob Myers thing has no chance. Just like Paul DiBodessa in Cleveland has no chance. He's still there, though. There's never been a crossover. I know. And by the way, the Cleveland team, of course they're interviewing the Cleveland guy. Uh, It's just his idea. They're trying to bring the nerds into football like they are in baseball, and I'm all for nerdiness. But this Josh Harris is trying to outthink, just like just like David Tepper did. He's trying to outthink the whole system, be outside the box. Yeah. 
Has it ever really worked in the NFL? Well, what's funny about the Bob Myers thing is, yeah, you you bring in somebody from outside the box and you look at the Cleveland Browns as the example. The Cleveland Browns, it may go down as one of the worst trades in the history of the NFL, the Deshaun Watson Oh, yeah, trade. I know. I mean, not just like, hey, bad trade. Worst <laughs> ever. And it's like, you know what? I think we need more outside the box people. And don't forget the first thing they did when they brought in all those allegedly smart people was win one game in two years. Yeah, I know. They had, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, they had, holy. they basically had a Harvard-Yale front office, uh, <laughs> Sashi Brown and Andrew yeah. Barry, and then they brought in P- De Podesta. They were the Moneyball team, and it just has never worked. Now, Josh Harris, Josh Harris did the process in Philadelphia, which was a, like Sam Hinkie and Stanford in a new analytical way. It didn't work. Yeah, it kind of worked. You I don't got know. You go Joel Embiid. You got Joel Embiid, but I but just also think Ben Simmons. There just seems to be the NFL that has not worked yet, and I just don't feel confident. I, I think I can't get the Daniel Snyder era out of my mind with Washington. I immediately I see all these guys coming to Washington. I'm like, oh my god, that's a loser franchise. This is not going to work. Well, also, didn't the Chicago Bears already beat them to the process at back to back years with the number one Basically, overall pick? They yeah. just traded one of them, or maybe the Jags before them. The yeah. pro- we've already seen the process. Yeah. Uh, let's Both do those s- teams not in the playoffs. I don't think they intentionally lost. So like the Sixers did. <laughs> I think they were just that's called just being bad. Uh let's do some NBA. The Utah Jazz are hot. Dunn drives on Lopez, gets in the lane, back to Lowry, right side three. You bet! Lowry marketing from the right wing to put the Jazz up 16. And somebody just pulled a fire alarm here in Pfizer Forum. Because every single person seems to be getting up and flooding to the exits. That's David Locke on Jazz Radio. <laughs> it's like something about his delivery. It's like not a machine gun, but it's like a uh, 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 uh. it's like an earthquake. It's good. Uh-huh. I like it. I'm gonna start whispering in my broadcast too. <laughs> By the way, uh, wing three. I uh, I'll take Larry Markinen on my team. Anybody? Uh, Which team is yours again? I forget. Sixers. Oh, they're still there. Okay. I'm just saying, like Larry Markinen. Yes, they might have won that game last night. I've never heard of a guy who's been linked less to his own team, the Utah Jazz. <laughs> I mean, every team's like, well, yeah, we take Markinen. But you. You've been linked less to your teams. Because you're such a bandwagoner. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, right now it's early in the season. I'm still in the Sixers. We'll see how things go. We'll see what happens at the trade deadline. But marketing is, uh, I, I've been scouting that guy for a while. Well, yes, he's been please. in the league for like eight years. No, Has he really? Years. Yeah, he's been on like four different he's teams. He's probably 25. He was definitely a bull right before this. Yeah. And uh, some other things. I'm going to whisper this. Uh, Chet Holmgren had 31. 31- one points last night and the Man. Thunders 136-128 went in Washington. Uh, I gotta be honest. I thought it was gonna be <laughs> I don't know what that noise is. I thought it was gonna be Scoot Henderson to to knock out Wembenyama. Who is Scoot? I mean he's gone. Does he even play? I have no idea, but <laughs> me neither. I can't believe how good Chet Holmgren is. Every time I watch him, forget that I know you're not mad because he's not a rookie, but aren't you amazed a, at how good he's he is? He's a rookie. He's not a rookie. By the way, Markinen's twenty six. How many teams has he been on? <laughs> he's been been around a while. Yeah. I think he was in the same draft as Porzingis. I might be wrong about that. He was, anyway. he was 17, I think. So it was was it Bulls, yeah. Cavs? Oh, he's 19. He was uh, he's Jazz? seventh year now. Okay. And Holmgren's what, 28, 29? How old is he? <laughs> Holmgren's probably 21. No, he's young. <laughs> I'm actually with you. This is our one common ground. You like Chad Holmgren? Well, I don't, I, I don't agree with Maggie's you know, non-rookie argument. EJ... Uh, who's not here today, is a huge Chet Holmgren fan. He claims to be a Gonzaga f- basketball fan, which is one of the weakest fandoms. You guys call me a bandwagon. <laughs> How did EJ from New York City become a Gonzaga fan? <laughs> you know, he's like a huge Gonzaga fan, though. He's definitely going to take issue when we clip this portion of the show and play it back for him upon his return. 
because he unless is, he gets the Panthers job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't unless know. He gets, I don't. Know. I GM thought or it, coach, they're the, both, both open. He's a Miami Hurricanes fan, a Gonzaga fan, a pro wrestling fan, a comic book movie fan. There's no consistency here at all. <laughs> and I well, think he's Batman. And he, thinks, <laughs> and he thinks for some reason that the Knicks, he acts like the Knicks have won three straight titles. He just keeps talking about how good the Knicks are, wait, even though they go out every year. But here's a question. I'm going to defend him on this. The New York City basketball scene has been kind of low. Like St. John's, I know, is having a little bit of a resurgence now. Sorry, bogus with your Fordham Rams. <laughs> kind of low? <laughs> Not even really on the national radar. I know that. St. Peter's was a fun story for two weeks. No one in New York even knew where St. Peter's was in Jersey City. So New York's, sorry, Ryan, LIU, but it's been a little bit down. So, of course, he's going to look for another team. Yeah, but That's something you would do. It's just a funny, you know, Spokane, Washington. It's just (laughs) kind of fun. I understand. When he was a kid, they were dominant. But uh, I don't know. Uh, Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm... I'm well known as a University of Houston basketball fan. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been for a long, long time, as long as they're still top five. And then I'll see. <laughs> <laughs> then, then we'll see. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's funny. College basketball, it's kind of hard. Um, I, I, I believe when you and I were in the Final Four in New yeah. Orleans two years ago, yeah. you came in wearing a North Carolina Tar Heels hat. A big Tar Heel fan, big Villanova fan, <laughs> whoever's playing Duke fan. <laughs> That's really my team. Whoever's playing Duke, cast uh, a wide net. Yeah. <laughs> But like the, the most consistent one, I've rooted against Duke. That's the only uh, – any Philadelphia team. Who's your college basketball team? Syracuse. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I can't help where I'm from. I didn't even go to college there. I'm not even that type of annoying person. I was born yeah. in Syracuse, and I claim them as well. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> not as much lately. Back uh, oh. Well, and don't forget that you didn't have girlfriends because you were betting on St. Joe's games in high school, too. Yeah. Yes, because sports betting, we know, leads to celibacy. We all already went down right. that road. Yeah, that was, yeah, because I put a dime some... on Duquesne against St. Bonaventure. That's why I couldn't get any action in high school. Thank you, Bogus, for reminding me of that. It wasn't because I was six foot three, 103 pounds. <laughs> He looked well, like you, Chet Holmgren. I like, I, uh, you gave me Chet Holmgren as an Adonis compared to what I was in high school. I'm reading the scouting report now of Chet Holmgren. He's a poor man's Andrew Perlock. Yeah. Whatever happened to that Philly area legend? Actually, you know, when I was in high school, I had Chet Holmgren's haircut, basically. Which oh, is, wow. Yeah, not very stylish. Another, another L. <laughs> But, but no, it's the gambling that definitely keeps Ben yeah. celibate. It's not the bad That's haircut. the problem. I actually watched Chet Homer. I'm like, wow, he kind of looks like I did in high school, but he's way better. Right. He kept progressing. You leveled off quickly. No, no, no. Maybe I if was... you had been on track to go to Gonzaga. <laughs> EJ could have loved you. Like, you're looking at me right now. Like, this is a filled out Andrew Perlock. People look at me like, You're, you're yoked right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm huge. Fat. Basically, like, whoa, Perloff's hit the weight room. And I, what am I now? I'm... Basically weigh 187 pounds. <laughs> the Brock Lesnar version of uh, Andrew Perloff. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, this is guys... why it's a shame you're not wearing the singlet. Yeah, this is the real tragedy of this whole bet that went sideways between you, me, and EJ. Yeah, I don't understand why girls in high school are not interested in tall, extremely skinny men. It just was not. It was not playing well, and pale, and pretty bad skin, and nervous. Oh yeah, uh, and what, pale. What more can we pile on? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. That's a really good resume. <laughs> well, Bilotti, were, you, were you a Casanova in high school? Oh, no we... way. No <laughs> chance. <laughs> no chance. If I had a date, it was by accident. 
<laughs> I thought that it was actually Pete Benetti who was showing up. Right. <laughs> if I had a date, it was by accident. What does that even mean? She thought it was friends. Like, you show up in a in a suit. She's like, right, oh no. Yeah. You dressed up in a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh oh. Like dimly lit Italian yeah. restaurant. Uh oh. I thought you were going to help tutor me in geometry, not go to a, a, a dinner. Were you like Fridays by yourself and. She yeah. at the wrong table and didn't get up. How does that happen? You want you want a plate of potato skins or two plates of potato skins? <laughs> it's like the scene from uh, Happy Gilmore. He's like, friends listen to Endless Love in the Dark. <laughs> <laughs> like ice skating at the Rockefeller Center. I'm I feel like, like this is a date, isn't it? Bogus, you did pretty well in high school, right? I did not. Okay. Bogus no. married his high school sweetheart. He was off did the you market. Well, there you go. She, was not, <laughs> she was not a sweetheart at that point. I've known her since high school. Man. I've been trying. I tried, it took me three years to convince her to like me. Oh, so you started dating after high school? In college, yeah. You guys got yeah. a Patrick Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes thing going on, don't you? I mean, minus the quarterback part. But yeah. yeah. And the minus, I'm sure your wife is probably doesn't get the type of... She Is your wife friends with Taylor Swift? <laughs> no. <laughs> and she seems to not be annoying, or... so that's good. <laughs> I gotta tell you... You gotta work? You gotta work three years on this. <laughs> three years. That's amazing. Kudos to you and to mm-hmm. wearing her down, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> now you know Brow you, can, you can win any argument. Yeah. You just have to wait three years. Um, <laughs> you think it would play better now, but it doesn't when I bring it up. <laughs> I've actually, so I, as as the woman here, I've, I actually have been on that side of not knowing you were on a date and then showing up and being like, oh, bleep. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, it no. It doesn't happen often. I wasn't, you know, believe me, they, they weren't knocking on the door for me either. But it did happen one time in college, and I was like, it was actually someone oh, from the college yeah. radio station. So I kind of assumed, oh, college radio station. Like, you want to go to dinner to talk about the GW men's basketball team. And it was, like, the fanciest restaurant in Georgetown. And I was like, oh, no. I got to go. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. He's like, do you want to come back to my place? I was like, actually, I got a thing forever. I've got oh. a thing from now to the end of time. Thank you for dinner, though. See ya. I'm transferring. He's like, would you like a ride home? I was like, nope, I'm going to walk it from here, actually. And it's... It's five miles, but I feel, I feel like I need to get the steps in. Yeah, uh, imagine like asking a girl to go see a movie, and it's The Notebook or something. <laughs> I, I think I did that in college, where I asked a girl to go to a movie, and she thought it was Friends, and it was kind of a romantic movie. And I don't know <laughs> if I thought it was the fall. <laughs> yeah, and then we were just sitting there awkwardly, like the leads are like. Make yeah, I'm like, should I try and hold her hand? You know, uh, and that did not work. Later what a on, gentleman. Later on in life, I had a date um, that started drinking before the date. She yeah. did. Yes, and she told me that, and it was a bad. It was a horrible date. I, Sounds you know, like during, a great date to me. Met playoff right, run. Saving you money. It was during a Met playoff run. I should never have gone. <laughs> <laughs> she single-handedly derails. Is it in 2000? So what happened? Was this uh, who let well, the dogs out? What happened was I was getting ready to go home. Oh, <laughs> man. She showed horrible. up sloshed for the date? Yeah, she was. Schnockered? She was. So I, it, it was during the 2015 run. Oh, man. That was mm-hmm. a Later serious run. When yes. did you get married, Pete? <laughs> well, because when time? did you marry the first time? The, time. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first time, 2014, and then I got married in 2018. Okay. Yeah. I mean, someone showing up to a date drunk is definitely on the list of no nose. <laughs> oh well, uh, well. I think it depends on how, you, why you're drunk. Like you hoping for a, a good time, yeah. or you're like prepping for a bad time, and you want to go through it. I'll be honest. I relate to that. Showing up, sort of like without any drinks, with no social lubricant to a date is kind of nerve-wracking. I understand that. This is like Marshawn Lynch who used to take a shot of Hennessy before the game. You just like need to loosen up a of little. Of course, of course. You but you gotta you gotta find that window where you're not 
too drunk, but you're drunk a little bit, like pool. Like you're really good. Three <laughs> beers in, you're really good at pool. Then eight beers in, yeah. it starts to go downhill. <laughs> she was very confrontational about everything about my life. Oh, God. To have oh, video wow. of this date oh, would be the best thing that ever happened. So she showed up drunk and then started telling uh, you about Or if herself? she's listening, could she call in? Because I want to hear her angle of this date. No, no. She might not remember. It sounds no, like she was blacked out. I don't think she does. <laughs> wow. I want to flounder. This is a good idea. Oh, no, let's not. <laughs> Then she but was I, like, in another thing? In another Pete, thing? you have oh, to understand, wow. most men are not complaining when a woman shows up drunk to a date. Yeah, inhibitions lowered. Yeah, that. I mean. Still got to get consent, Not to be guys. shallow. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, well, I thought it was, I, I was giving it a shot. <laughs> and, then, and then I decided Wait, I was this an internet home. date? Yes, it was. Yep. It was. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. You don't put that on your profile. Functional alcoholic. Well, maybe you do, <laughs> but I don't think so. <laughs> not that functional. <laughs> Actually, turns out not semi-functional. <laughs> I wonder. Sometimes I feel like men are so desperate. You could write anything on that profile, yeah. and you get a date. And by the way, the women are desperate too. It's not. By the best part of that, because that was a glorious time to be. A no, it was game one of the game one of the Cub series oh, in 2015. Okay. Uh, but See. that was. I mean, I was. I was at home. It was it was a big game. Do you remember? Do you remember? Cindergard started that game, right? Yeah, yeah. When Goodwill Hunting, when Robin Williams missed the Carlton Fisk game because yeah. he was so interested in a woman, this is the exact opposite of that. <laughs> right. You missed a baseball game and a woman you never wanted to see. For a woman. <laughs> yeah, they, they never tell that. Like, that day could have gone terribly with Robin Williams that he would have missed one of the greatest baseball games of Red Sox history. Yeah, it's funny. it's a fine of, line. All of a sudden, Robin Williams, may he rest in peace, shows up and instead of saying it's not your fault, telling Bilotti it is your fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's your fault. That's right. Yeah, what if he had told that story to Matt Damon? He'd be like, yeah. Yeah, and I stayed for the woman, and it turned out that uh, she had a venereal disease. That would have, the Google hunting would have played out completely different. He goes, and that's when I got, and that's when I got VD in yeah, yeah. Pete's earlier quote. Which time? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Pearl, when did you get married? Which time? <laughs> Great right. comeback. That's right. <laughs> don't ask questions you don't but, know the answer to. Yeah. I mean, the best way that story would have ended is like, yeah, it was a terrible date. I mean, now we have two kids, but it was, <laughs> we look back That's on right. that. <laughs> I, don't, I think those stories are fake about people who have like the all-time awful first date, but then end up being married for 30 years, or is that you? I've had some awful first dates. With no, I, your wedding, you have a you have a tough wedding a bad bachelor, story. Oh, I had a bachelor's speech. Oh, not yeah. bachelor's speech. I had a best, best man's speech, speech that went totally awry. Right, and you guys are still married, but how, who has a really awful first date? I think it happens. Still goes. I think on it happens because of alcohol. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was in my room crying for three years, so that's a yeah. tough way to start things off. Yeah. I, was married now. The, <laughs> I was crying at the altar the first time. <laughs> what am I doing here? Wow, is this a dream? Bogus knows. Bogus I was there. at both. I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the both two timers wedding. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I did a reading club. at the second. What's the, that? At the good oh, wedding, he did a reading. Yeah. That's good. You did a reading at Pete Pilates wedding? Yes. yes. What did you read? We've been together forever. The Bible. <laughs> Which <laughs> testament? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's called Don't Do It, lines one through six. <laughs> That'd be funny if you're a subliminal message man on the reading. <laughs> Corinthians, like the whole run time, away like, now. 
<laughs> yeah, the throat <laughs> slash. Uh, just remember, your, the door's to your left, everyone, if you need to exit immediately. What, <laughs> pulls a fire alarm. What if uh, <laughs> if Bogus got up to the podium and gave a sports update at Bilotti's wedding? <laughs> well, I was waiting for it, actually. And in the NBA. Why is there a Utah Jazz live call as she's walking down the aisle? Shazam! <laughs> 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 Lori Markinen from Curry. <laughs> Could have played game one of that Cubs game right. on a monitor oh, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, now I wish I was at the wedding. Yeah. The first one only. Oh, no. That <laughs> the second one that worked out is less sorry. interesting to me. Sorry. But what, uh, what other talent was at the, uh, at the, any famous radio host? The, 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 the second one? The second one? Second one? Francesca there? No, no. It, was, um, uh, it was DA's crew. The DA crew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Boomer, Francesca, no, none of those that, guys. No. Uh, Carton? No. Tiki Barber was a uh, late scratch from the first one. Yes. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. You got to get Tiki Barber at your way. Wait, what about Bart? Oh, oh, that oh, the Bart did show Bart up. Didn't wanted, he? Bart wanted an invitation. We gave him an invitation. Bart Scott, that then, is a then former Jets lineman. Then he didn't show up. Right? <laughs> and, and then he also congratulated <laughs> another person. person that looks like Pete <laughs> for getting married. <laughs> But we also, <laughs> Pete I thought hates I remember the, that story. Pete hates the physical comparison to this other person, too, so I, it's a double touchy oh, subject. I would, the guy was double the size of me. They're basically <laughs> twins, though, Perloff, so I, <laughs> ear, ear must be, it fits. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, so former NFL linebacker Bart Scott asked for an invitation to Bilotti's wedding. Yeah. No shows it and yeah. then congratulates someone else. Yep. That is the Bart Scott experience, was, and I love only, that man. Only $200 a plate, didn't matter. <laughs> I'm assuming he made up for it at the game. dropping a bucket. <laughs> The he, Jets gave him $50 million. He's yeah. all right. He did come to DA's wedding. He did go to DA's did. wedding. And yes. shook hands for like an hour and then left. Right. Like yeah. he was like a sideshow. Yeah. I think that happens sometimes with athletes at weddings. Like, I remember of course. Once David Eckstein uh, told me at his wedding they made the mistake of giving out mini baseball bats. And he said he spent his whole wedding signing oh. baseball bats for people. <laughs> like, can you imagine asking the groom to sign Great. a souvenir for you? Although at the second wedding, uh, we, di- we did have... <laughs> Something that was that went over very well. Bagpipers, we had yes. we, we had the uh, NYPD bagpipers come out. That's and my cool. reading, those are the top two things. And we did it actually at the uh, at, at the, at the party too. <laughs> the bagpipers over the reading. Yeah. <laughs> they played me off like they <laughs> right. like you're at the Golden Globes. Yep. Play us out. Uh, all right. Well, there we go. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Bottom line: Pete happily married. Mets lost that World Series. Eight five five two one two. For CBS coming up, uh, we've got more for you. Uh, updates on the coaching carousel in the NFL. Don't move. Maggie Perla. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So much to get to with the college football national championship game last night. Michigan, I mean, massive, massive win. Led by the defense. We'll get more into that in a moment. But Perloff, quickly, the New England Patriots, just some updates that are coming out of Foxborough. It looks like Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft had like a mini meeting, but the big powwow has not happened yet. And drips and drabs news coming out. One is that Belichick would be open to having Josh McDaniels come back. It's that's like, not news. That's Why? not a headline, guys. I know it came from Jeff Howe, who's broken a million things about the Patriots over the years, but of course Josh McDaniels is coming back. We said that a week ago. Right, so that's only if Belichick's there, though. Right. I don't know if, jo- if Josh McDaniels would come back because I think Bill O'Brien, if Belichick's gone, and if they do hire within, first of all, is Bill O'Brien a candidate? Yeah, sure. That we're not talking about. Uh, Gerard Mayo, a candidate. Maybe we'll talk about Mike Vrabel uh, down the line as a possibility in the next week or so. But, I mean, Bill O'Brien's probably staying as offensive coordinator, right? I I don't know why. That did not look good this year. Honestly, it's amazing that they went down from Patricia and Joe Judge and got even worse offensively with Bill O'Brien. And, honestly, Bill O'Brien's tenure at Alabama is going to be a little mixed, too. I I think that that he didn't get over the top there. Here's the thing. McDaniels will follow Belichick. If, if Belichick went to the Chargers sure. or the Commanders. Or the then, Falcons now. Then I think, I think him and McDaniels are a package deal. And that's, I got to be honest, that's a little bit attractive. That's and even what I for, said. And even for the Patriots. I bet you if, you if Bill Belichick walked in and said, hey, well, how about you run it back with me and McDaniels? Kraft could be swayed by that. I'm not sure this story is over because we never get real reports out of New England. No one knows what's going on there. Here is Bill Belichick, a big admission yesterday on if he'd give up the GM duties. Look, I'm for whatever, um, you know, collectively we decide as an organization is the best thing to help our football team. I mean, it's not nothing, right? Like, if he really is trying to convince Robert Kraft, and I don't think Belichick would just say it and then not mean it. If he's like, all right, hire an executive over me. I mean, you want to pull Nick Casario back from the Houston Texans or what? I don't even know if that's possible. But someone else... You well, know, no, Nick Casario. I know. Well, he's riding he's high in right dreamland now. right now. I get it. But, I mean, if Belichick is serious about that and you say, all right, I'll bring back Josh McDaniels, I'll I'll run the defense still, obviously, and maybe Kraft is swayed. I mean, that was a sad-looking yeah. Belichick exiting the field, losing to the Jets, who he hates. He's sick, obviously, and so he's got his whole face covered up. Yeah, I just don't, you know, you look at, isn't the problem the job that Bill Belichick did as GM? Isn't that the bigger problem here? Like, who are the players? Whoever's coaching them, uh, I just, I'm not sure where they're going here. So, I'm not sure that Belichick and McDaniels can do anything with this roster. Because Belichick, obviously, that's step one to give up the GM duties. But isn't there so much damage done by poor drafts the last few years? Well, you have to ask yourself, are you going to trust Belichick and and Josh McDaniels or and Bill O'Brien to select the next quarterback for the Patriots? Because you're picking third. Yeah. We know that Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi aren't the answer. I don't know. The problem has been who are the receivers, too. 
855-212-4CBS. Coming up, the future of Jim Harbaugh after last night's win in the Natty. Get to that next. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.